Hey, how are you? Good. Yeah? Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, man, this is just kind of like the exclamation point uh, this morning on a great weekend that many of us have already enjoyed uh, together because we had women here on Friday night. We had a bunch of guys here last night. Hey, guys. Whoop, whoop. I will. Come on. I need some of that I will spirit. So, man, we, we had a great time here last evening. And, uh, man, today, so thankful that you're here. But when you hear about future, like, men's and women's stuff happening, man, dive in and get involved. Uh, so important. And, and guys, uh, you know what? Deep sea fishing is something Sergio loves. Do not miss out on the opportunity to connect with a bunch of other men uh, just in a few weeks. And I think you're going to have a fantastic time together. So are you ready for a vocabulary test? Okay, I'm going to give you a vocabulary test, see how many of you are, are just sharp and with it and on it this morning, uh, maybe a long time since you've taken one of these, but, but I'm going to prepare you first, okay, because first I'm going, to, I'm going to just talk about a couple of words, and they are primary and secondary. You probably heard those words before because they're, you know, they're fairly commonly used. Number one primary, right? It means first and of most importance. It's something that's first. It's, come on, say it. It's primary, right? Listen, if you are like slicing up your veggies and all of a sudden you slice off a finger, okay? Whoops, Blood is like uh, gushing out. It's like, and you are rushed to the doctor. There is a primary goal of going to the doctor. And you might guess it is to stop the bleeding, right? Stop the bleeding. Now, listen, while you're at the hospital, there may be some other things that they take care of while you're there. How about like, Treat the pain. That would be good, okay? Treat the pain. Maybe you even like, I've got a little rash over here too. Oh, you know what? We'll, we'll take care of that little rash. You know, oh, and you know, I've been having a tummy ache. You know, oh, great. We, we'll give you some, some medicine to take care of your tummy ache. That's fine. Those things are all great. Getting rid of the pain, pretty important, right? My little rash over here, my tummy ache, those are great. Those are not primary. If you've got your finger cut off and blood squirting out because they can take care of those other things and guess what? You're still gonna die and they don't take care of what's primary because what's primary is what's first and of most important. Say primary. Okay, second word, secondary. It's the second word and it means what comes in second. It's like not quite as important as what's primary. Still probably has some importance. It's not like way down the list, but it's secondary. Okay? Now, here's the test. What word comes next? We got primary. We've got secondary. Can anybody tell me the third word in the list? Tertiary. Tertiary. You guys are smart. 
tertiary. Everybody say it out loud. Tertiary. That is not a word that we use all the time. Because we're often talking about things that are, well, that's primary. You know, oh, that seems like it may be secondary. But tertiary, yes, it's a real word, an English word. And now we have all kind of expanded our vocabulary. But it literally means third place. It's kind of the bronze medal, right, of this list. Okay? Right? We're we're all together on that. Uh, It means something that's in third. It's even of less importance than things that are secondary. This may be the pudding they give you at the doctor's office, all right? Your finger got mended and everything, and then they bring you a pudding. That was nice, but it was tertiary. I didn't go to the doctor to get a pudding, right? But hey, it was a little bonus. It was a little extra. Not as important as all the other things that got taken care of. It's tertiary. Listen, here's what I've come to believe about life. And I see this backed up in scripture, and we're going to be taking a look at some scripture in in a few moments. But I believe that in life, what we experience is that there really is only a, a small handful of things that are actually of primary importance. Things that if we don't get those right, man, we are in real trouble because either like we're going to be slowly coming apart at the seams if the primary things aren't taken care of or, right, or like the finger that's gushing blood or we'll just kind of like explode, you know, body parts all over and it's just a mess if we do not get right those primary things. But there's also a number of secondary things that are also of, they are of importance. And what I find is that it's often it's the secondary things that are supportive of what's primary. Okay, supportive. Let me give you an example. I believe that health is primary. Right? If you don't, if you don't have your health, whether it's whether it's like physical health or in, including like psychological health, like you're in real trouble because life begins to fall apart if we do not have our health. But there's a number of things that are secondary to that maybe that category of health. Sleep, right, is one of them. If you don't get enough sleep. What happens to your health? It begins to be eroded. It starts to kind of, your health can fall apart if you're not getting enough sleep. So sleep, it's not primary. It's like, it's not, it's like not one of the most important things I've got to take care of. No, that's my health. But sleep plays a very important secondary role in order to make sure that it is, that our health is supported. Does that make sense? That's an example. We could go on and on and talk about things that are primary and secondary. And later, we're going to talk about some of the, maybe those primary things in life. But that would be an example. So we got primary things, most important, secondary, that play an impo- uh, kind of an important supportive role. And then there's everything else. And those are the things that are tertiary, right? Watching the dog, watching TV, what I, you know, all the other stuff. But what I found is that it's those tertiary things, the bronze medal events of our life, 
that can actually kind of clog up our life. And guess what happens? They can actually work against us accomplishing those primary objectives and goals that we have in our life that are absolutely critical, like mission critical, that we are able to make sure that those primary things happen. But man, those, all those tertiary things, they're just tertiary. And they get in the way. Clog up, clog up the works. Here's the life lesson that I think that we can take away from this these examples. When we misorder the things in our life, when we misorder them, when primary is no longer primary, there's a bunch of tertiary things in, and then there's secondary things. When we misorder our lives, we will begin to experience disorder in our lives. You with me? Misorder leads to disorder. And and listen, even very smart Christians like you and me can slip in to this practice of of like we start misordering the things in our lives. We start putting in wrong things in the wrong order and all of a sudden even really smart Christians can end up doing the dumb thing of living a disordered life. A disordered life. Jesus had a lot to say, God's word has a lot to say about living a well-ordered life. When we read through scripture, we, we discover that God says that not everything is equal. That there are things that are primary, there's other things that are secondary, there's other things that, well, they're tertiary. Listen to what Jesus said in Matthew 6, 31 through 33. Listen, listen to this. The words of Jesus says, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? Now, just pause right there, okay? What am I gonna eat? What am I gonna drink? What am I gonna wear? Would you notice that none of these things that Jesus is mentioning are sinful? None of them are bad. These are all things that are, well, they have some importance in our life, right? Would you all agree? Eat, drink, wear, yep, those are all, those have some importance in our life. They're not sinful. We're not talking about sinful things here. We're just talking about the stuff that can kind of clog up our our life. Listen how he goes on. He says, hey, listen, remember, pagans run after all these things, right? People that have not put God first, they put other things first. They're chasing after these things and their lives get clogged up with all the tertiary items in life. He says, the pagans run after these things and your heavenly father, he knows that you need them. So then what does Jesus say? So seek, come on, I need to hear it. So seek first, this side, I'm I'm missing you over here. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all of these things will be given to you as well. God's word tells us that not everything is equal. Seeking God, seeking his kingdom and his righteousness is primary. 
It's of greatest importance. And when we get that right, he says, guess what? All the other things are gonna start to fall into line and fall into order. Listen, you may have heard this illustration before, but I think it's worth doing like a, an actual illustration for you that shows how this works, going from a, a misordered, disordered life into one that is well-ordered. And it, it's the illustration of big rocks. You ever heard the, the big rocks illustration? I'm gonna show you what this looks like up here because behind me or on the screen, if you're watching online or in the courtyard, what you see is a bunch of big rocks and then there's smaller rocks and there's a big thing of sand and then there's a container. That container represents our life. Our lives, listen, have limited capacity. We can't hold everything. If our life gets filled up with stuff that isn't really designed to all fit in there uh, appropriately, it's not well ordered, it will not all fit and our lives get really messed up. And so next slide is like, this is like the, just so that you can see what we're talking about here. You see the pile of big rocks, then there's even more little rocks and then in that, in that container is a bunch of sand. So big rocks represent, guess what, what is Say it, what big rocks, what is primary? The little rocks, what is secondary? And then from the courtyard, I wanna hear you, the sand represents what is? Yes, tertiary. It's all those little bronze metal things that can just kinda clog up life. But what tends to happen if we're not paying attention and if we misorder our lives what ends up happening is that life starts to get filled up with what? Next slide. It is the sand. It's just all those tertiary things that, you know, can just fill up our life and keep us busy, uh, not make as much room for other things in our lives. And, and then after we get the tertiary stuff in, we're trying to also then add in all the other kind of things that are supportive. Well, I know I need this. I know I need sleep. I know I need to eat right. I need, you know, I need, I need, I need. And we're putting in all those other secondary things. And then, next picture, we are then left with some room at the top where we are desperately trying to fit in those most important things. Last picture here, and here's what we discover. Ah! It doesn't all fit. We are stuck with a misordered life. This led to disorder. We're experiencing the pain, the frustration, the anxiety. We're wondering why doesn't life work? Where is God in all this? Doesn't he care? Doesn't he love me? Leroy, come on up and help me, bro. So we're gonna do the last part of the illustration live. Are you ready? Well, we're doing, doing a little science here. Do a little science. Here we go. Come on, Leroy. Right, right up to the front, bro. Made room for you. Tino, thanks for your help. All the way. Yeah, just keep going. Just keep, yeah, just, just don't push it off the edge. There we go. Okay, good. I think mean, I mean, we're good here. We're good. All right, we're going to go like this. Leroy, a little help, a little help. Make sure we, oh, we got, we're a little caught. Here we go. Whoop. Guess what? It is all the things 
that we just had seen in those photos. The exact, these are the exact same things from my backyard, right, into the sanctuary. Here's our life. Limited capacity. <laughs> Not everything will fit in there depending on how we order our lives. So let's do it in a more well-ordered fashion. Let's actually take those things that are, come on, what are they? Primary, Primary. the big rocks. The things that like, these are essential. And we're gonna start just kind of layering them in here and, and putting in the big rocks, okay? Most important, primary stuff, the stuff that we do not want to get wrong. We, we really need these things to go right or else life falls apart, okay? So we got in, got in the big rocks. Then there's all this other stuff. I mean, I got a ton of these up here. And then, so we're just gonna start dropping in all kind of the little rocks. Secondary, they are supportive. It's not that they're unimportant. These things are important. We, we gotta make sure that these things actually like work in our lives. Okay, so yep, those all fit. Then, guess what we have? The tertiary things. I don't know how many like little grains of sand in here, but probably about a gajillion. It's all those things that, that we do in life and it's, you know, it's important that they take place, but we just start pouring, pouring it in Pouring it in. Oh my gosh, we got a lot of stuff. We're watching TV. We're washing the car. Man, we may even have a little time. We're doing a little social media, right? Little little Instagram there, whatever. Okay, I'll, so here's here's what I want to show you. I want to check this out. Okay. Boop. I want you to notice something here. Number one. Everything fits. Everything like has its place. And the cool thing is, is that there's actually room left over. Like I, there's still space in here. There's actually room to breathe, <laughs> right? This is where I believe Jesus talks about, hey, take my yoke upon you if you're weary, if you're burdened, you're all stressed out and filled with anxiety because not everything fits and we're trying to cram stuff in and and guess what, the, the vessel, the container cracks, breaks. It's like, oh, this stuff's spilling out and we're just a mess, a hot mess because we're living a disordered life. But man, that breathing room, I think, is where Jesus says, hey, you who are weary, you who are heavy laden, uh, come and learn from me and take, take, take my yoke upon you. Get my big rocks, right, in, in place, ordered in your life. Because what you're going to find is that, guess what? My burden is light. It's easy. It's a burden that fits. And it's how we actually get to enter into the rest, the rest of God, because there's breathing room in our lives. There's breathing room in our schedules. Things just fit. That good? Yeah. Woo! All right. I need my boys to come back. You know what? Forget that. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna finish the message here, right here, because you just need to keep looking at that. I'll do this.
So what are some of those big rocks? What are some of the things that we need to consider about making sure are the primary elements that we get placed into our lives? Now listen, I, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you five things. I'm gonna give you five things. I put in five big rocks in here, and I'm gonna give you five things that I believe are like, well, these are these are some of the essentials. Now when you sit down with the Lord and you really begin to journal, I, I'm not saying that this is the list, that like this is the only list and that you may not come up with something a bit different, but I wanna give you five big things and we're gonna go through them quickly because I just really wanna stimulate your thinking, show you some things that God says, give you a couple examples and, uh, and I think we'll have heard what God wants for us today. You ready? Five big rocks. Number one is God himself. God himself. This is what Jesus said and is captured in different gospels, but listen to what Jesus says in Matthew 22, 37 through 39. He's, he's, he's answering the question of what's the greatest commandment. And Jesus responds and says, here's the greatest commandment. Love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. Listen to what he says, this is the first and greatest commandment. Can anybody say big rock right there? Primary. He's saying this is primary. This is primary. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Like, is that secondary Jesus or is that primary? It's all together because it all fits. Love the Lord your God with all of who you are, with all of who you are. It is number, if we don't get that right as followers of Jesus, guess what? Nothing else is gonna work. Not, things are gonna be hanging out, sprawled all over, like, trying to fit God into my life. How I've, and it never, it just never seems to work. God doesn't fit. Well, is it possibly because we've misordered our life and experienced the disorder that comes along with that? Number two, family, family. God's view of the family is so central to his redemptive plan and purpose in, in the world. You know, it's why you go all the way back to Genesis, family was God's idea. It wasn't just like some men and women like deciding, hey, we should hook up and make babies and, and see how this all works. No, it was God's idea, like, a, you know, the man should leave his mother and father, right? Leave to cleave. Uh, you know, it's like le leaving mom and dad in order to actually become one. And the foundation of that new family, the foundation of a marriage is actually God's love and his intent. Led Paul to write these words in Ephesians 5 where he said, husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Wow, I want you, listen, I want you to think about this. When a husband begins to capture the essence of this, wow, is, is 
Christ's love primary, like is what he did on the cross by laying down his life for us sacrificially, is that like primary? Oh yeah, you bet it is. So when we think that God has called us as husbands to lay down our lives for our wives, what he's saying is like primary, your, your wife can't be secondary, definitely not tertiary or whatever the word is for fourth, okay? Because if we get that wrong, if we misorder this and do not set aside the other stuff in order to make our wives primary, guess what? Life falls apart. Families fall apart. And, and while this was written like to husbands, guess what wives? Yate off the hook. Right? Do you think your mission is any less important than what God is saying right here to husbands? No. It's like it's together as we understand the priority of our marriages. And you know what? There's a couple of things I think that can happen that can really jack with that in our family context. You know what? One, one thing that really messes with this is when we start to have kids. Sorry, right? Come on, Magayon family, you got a bunch of them right there. It's like, but you know what? And I experienced this in my, in my own story. Kelly and I could, could tell you, sit down and tell you stories. When we started having kids, what ended up happening is the children, especially in my mind, started to take the role of being primary. And my marriage, my wife began to slip into that secondary category. I didn't do it intentionally. It wasn't like I woke up one day and said, okay, kids are number one. But listen, I, and we talked about this back then and it began to fix stuff because what, what we realized is those kids are gonna grow up and they are gonna leave us one day. Guess who's gonna be left? Tim and Kelly. We better get this right because when those kids abandon us <laughs> to do what God has created them to do, to leave, right? Get on with the mission of their life, create their own families. And that's beautiful and right. If, but if, if we don't get this right, you guys, things begin to fall apart. So in our marriages, sorry kids, but you are in a, you're playing a supportive role to the marriage. You ain't number one, okay? Husbands, wives, remember to prioritize each other in, in your relationship. And then, yeah, you're gonna bless the kids. You're gonna serve them sacrificially as well. But it's gotta fall into an order. Here's another thing that I've seen that has really caused problems in some families, and that's where husband and wife gets married right? They're now one. They, they're to be primary, but what ends up happening is either the husband or the wife stays so connected to their mom or their dad that that spouse begins to feel like, oh, I think, I think I'm secondary here. I think I'm secondary in this relationship because my spouse has such this strong, this primary type of connection still with their mom or dad. Listen, is that relationship important? Yes. And what we see in God's word is that like we're actually to continue to honor and to respect and to help and to serve and to even resource our parents. 
But you know what? If we get it wrong, if we don't realize, no, that's, that's come secondary to my marriage and to that primary place, man, things in our family can begin to really fall apart. And you may be like, you may be single sitting here. We had a bunch of single folks in our, in our congregation. I love that. And you're like, family, how does that work for me? Because I'm not married. Maybe, you know, I don't have kids. Maybe and it's like, how does that work? Listen, this is so important because family, the priority of family doesn't start when you get married because every single individual still has parents, siblings, nieces, nephews, just family, family including those that you may have adopted in to become family in your story. We need that. We were created to live not in isolation, but in community together, which leads me to the third big rock, right? And as a pastor, this probably won't surprise you. It's church. Church is like, a big rock if you are a follower of Jesus. And he's like, oh man, is that pastor trying to guilt us? Right, we've got to fit church in first before all the others. Hey, listen, this is not about some legalistic thing of like, man, we're taking role and if you miss a Sunday, you're like, oh, your life is falling apart. No, listen, life is busy and there's other important things. But I'm not talking about just checking off a box that I made it to church on Sunday. I'm saying that Jesus created us as his followers to live in community with family and with our church family. First Corinthians chapter 12, I, I urge you to go and read the whole thing, but what you discover probably in the most important passage, I think about what it actually looks like and means to be the church, is we discover there that we're actually called the body of Christ. The body of Christ. It's in verse 27 of 1 Corinthians 12, where Paul writes to say, says, all of you together, all of you together are Christ's body. And each one of you are a part of it. I don't know what part you play, but as you read that chapter, you kind of discover that like some parts of the body may say, well, maybe I'm not important. You know, maybe I'm not as valuable. You know, maybe I don't have as, maybe I'm not the mouth like Tim, right? And whatever, and you start to like maybe think that you are not as important. And this section of scripture just blows that up and says, no, every part is needed. Why? Because, well, because we don't want a dismembered body of Christ. When the world looks for God, what do they see? They see the church. And if we are walking in committed, loving unity together, even though we're so totally diverse, <laughs> I mean, we've got people that are of different nationality. We have people of different language. We have different genders. We have different political parties that we may affiliate with. We are very diverse. But you know what? When somehow under the banner of Jesus, we come and are committed in loving relationship to be there totally, to serve one another. We are united in Christ. 
We become this radiant church that the world cannot deny. What is going on there? How is that diverse group of humanity somehow walking in committed, loving unity? And guess what? When the world is looking for God, they're going to see us and they're going to determine whether or not this whole God story is real. And that's why, listen, and if this ain't your church, find one and dive in and be committed. But man, if God has brought you here, don't just like hang out like this body part that's floating down over here. No, like come in, find your place, be on shared mission with one another. Speaking of mission, number four, big rock is our work. It's our work. It's the assignment that God has given us to do, and I am not just talking about earning a paycheck. I'm talking about the work that God's given us. Just recently, we, in, a, in a, our last series, we talked about the importance of doing good works. And we saw in Scripture, like, I was saved to do good works. We saw I was made to do good works. We saw I was made for this. I was saved for this. That God has an assignment for me that no one else is gonna be able to complete the way that he created me to be on mission. So this is way more than a paycheck. But listen, if you get a paycheck, do it with all your heart. Do it in a way to honor the Lord. Do it in a way that's gonna like when people look at the way you serve and you work and you cut hair and you deliver food and you engineer stuff and you send rockets into space, all the kind of stuff that is done right here or how you raise your kids, right? How you care for your neighbors, how you are serving other people. All of that is part of our work. And we cannot say, well, I've got to see if I can just kind of fit that in while I'm just taking care of all this other stuff in my life. No, we have to realize, man, this is really, really important. I believe primary. I believe it's a big rock. And then number five, I already mentioned it. It's our health. It's our health. We are told that our bodies are, guess what? The temple of the Holy Spirit. That like literally God dwells in this beautiful, mysterious mystical way that we cannot fully explain just using our words. It must be experienced. That God indwells us. And he says, take care of your bodies. Take care of these vessels, these temples that God has given us for our lives and our, our daily existence. Our physical health matters. Our psychological health matters. When those are not tended, when those are not like fit in and taking care of ourselves, you guys, everything else, what happens? Falls apart. We can't do all the other things that God's called us to do, right? If we're not walking in the best health that we can be walking in. I want to give you another example of just a real Life example for my friend, Mike Renteria. Can somebody bring Mike a, a, a microphone? We need, Mike, Mike needs a mic. 
Mike needs a mic. What's up, Tim? Because I heard this uh, really cool story just a couple of weeks ago, and I asked Mike if he would be willing to, uh, to share that because it fit like, wow, this is like exactly what we're going to be talking about, about figuring out big rocks. Yep. And which one's the big rocks? Which are smaller rocks? Mm-hmm. Mike, do you like football? I love football, as you can see. Raider fan. Come on, yeah. Raider Nation. Let's give it up. Let's go Raiders. Let's give it up for Mikey. All right, give him just a little more volume. So I want to make sure everybody can hear him well. So, <laughs> so Raider Nation. Yeah. So just take a minute and kind of describe what life has been like in the past related to kind of football and the other areas of your life. Yeah. Um, so Mike, up close. So growing up, uh, obviously, at my house, it's diehard Raiders, man. We were going to games every Sunday, barbecue in the morning. And uh, as I got older, I started doing that with my family. And uh, my wife, Roxanne, and we have three kids. Uh, when it came to football season, I would literally say, I interrupt this marriage for football season. Oh! You know? Yes. And um, my wife, she wanted to get here. And I said, no, the Raiders are playing in the morning. I'm going to watch my game. And it started having conflicts in the house. And I told her, all right, we'll switch off. We'll go one week, we'll go the next week. And uh, she would go to church and I would stay home and I'd start drinking. My kids would come home from church. And by that time, it was just gonna be a bad day. Mm. And um, it wasn't until I put football aside and I started to come into church. And it wasn't just coming to church just to make her happy. Kind of like what Tim said, it was coming to church and putting in the work. Yeah, I wanted to go watch the game. I'd be the first one out the door to leave and I'd be running to the, to the house. But it was um, coming to church and building friendships like my buddy Bethel or these guys that we go play with. And I didn't think that I was gonna find that at church. I, I wasn't gonna come to church if the Raiders were playing. <laughs> wow. And so when we talked about this and I asked you, man, what's going on? You had a, a phrase that you used. You said, no, I have made the decision that this is what my life is going to look like. And it was. So um, my buddies always tell me, hey, man, let's go watch a game. Let's go watch a game. It's Raider Sunday. I said, yeah, man, it's Raider Sunday, but it's also church Sunday. So I had told them if the games are later, we can go watch them later. But I had to show my kids and I had to show my wife that, kind of like what Tim was saying, I had to make church a priority and I had to put it first for everything else could fall in. And Dude, will you give it up for Mike? Thanks, buddy. Love you, man. So proud of you. And listen, this, this is not some legalistic thing. Like I said earlier, we're like, oh, I get a gold star because I made it to four Sundays in a row. But when Mike made the decision of church over football, okay, he wasn't making a decision that, like said, football has no importance. Dude, football does have importance. My son is a football coach. Like, you know, that is his profession. We love football, and, and, and it's like to be together with other people and enjoy that, you know, it's fantastic. But when you make those priority decisions, okay? Uh, This is the way I'm going to lead my life. I want my kids to watch me make priorities, decisions. What is going to be primary in our life? What is going to fall into that secondary category? And then other times it is like, well, that's just tertiary. That doesn't matter. Those are the small details of life that God's going to help me figure all those out. Listen, I believe that as we begin 
like Mike has illustrated, to make those life decisions about what is primary and secondary, we will begin to experience this well-ordered life. We'll stop being dumb. We'll stop having our lives fragmented and falling apart and everything doesn't fit. We'll come into rest in the Lord and everything just works. Listen, as a church family, we have these decisions as a team regularly about what's important. What do we need to be focused on? So we're, we're focused on worshiping together. We got a worship night coming up really soon. We, we are also on mission together, which means that like we find ways to engage our neighborhood and get outside of the four walls of the church. Man, that's been challenging, right? During a pandemic, it's like, wow, how do we do outreach well? Well, listen, in the, in the coming weeks, I'm going to tell you, you're going to be hearing a lot about the evening or oh, the whole day of October 31st. Because as the world is celebrating Halloween, you know what we're going to be celebrating? Noche en familia. Family night. And we are going to be hosting this amazing block party here at the church for all of our community and neighborhood. We're going to give out tons of candy. Man, we got a DJ coming in from Los Angeles who's going to rock it. We've got all kinds of just amazing things. We're going to be we have a climbing rock wall. We've got all this kind of stuff. Why? Because we want to give our neighbors this incredible encounter with the love of Jesus. This is going to be happening on Halloween night. So listen, if you can, like just block that day out now because we're going to be telling you about stuff that's actually going to start that morning that I believe is going to be really cool and amazing. We're going to have a great day together on October 31st. Because why? Because for us as a church, it's not just a priority to be together on Sunday mornings. This is great. But this is where we practice being the church. It's on evenings like Noche and Familia when we're actually going to practice being the church. So put it on your calendars now. More details are going to come. But it's why we make the decisions we make. What are we prioritizing? What's primary? When we get those things right, guys, everything else is going to fit. Jesus, we come before you and say, oh God, we need help to prioritize and order our lives so that we do not experience the disorder that comes with a misordered life. But would you help us by the power of your Holy Spirit? God, you told us that the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. And so, Lord, we say, God, we wanna, we wanna put you first. We want to put you in that place of primacy, of greatest importance, knowing that, Lord, as we focus on you, you are going to help all these other things to come into order. And, Lord, I, I just ask for insight for any here who would just recognize, man, I've been misordering some of my life. I've been putting wrong priority on things that have really been clogging things up and gumming up the works and causing anxiety and stress and frustration. Lord, and I pray the Lord that you would empower men and women today to make the decision to reorder their lives. Just like Mike Renteria and is seeing the fruit of that and the blessing of that flow through his family. 
Jesus, thank you, Lord, for coming alongside and helping us today. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen. amen. Hey, I'm gonna ask our ministry team to come on up. If you would like prayer for any matter, for anything that's going on in life, it may have to do with something that God triggered in your, uh, in your, you know, in your spirit this, this morning. Maybe it had to do with your marriage. Maybe you had to do with, man, I have not been prioritizing my relationship with God. I just need to like come and make things right with him. Whatever it may be, whatever situation you're, you're facing, I just urge you, do not leave here without making contact, without praying, without finding someone to be in agreement about and say, hey, would you pray with me about this area of my life? Hey, it's been an honor being with you. Do not miss next week. Pastor Lisa Broussard is gonna bring a message on another dumb thing that smart Christians do. Can't wait for that. Church, you're loved. Have a great Raider Sunday. They're playing at one. Okay, enjoy. <laughs>